Hi, my gems. Welcome or welcome back to the Growing Gardenias podcast. This is your safe and affirming space for us to heal together, grow together, and normalize the hard mental health things we don't like to talk about. I'm your host, Niara. Thank you for tuning in with me and joining me on this journey. Hey, my loves. Happy Sunday. I hope you all had a peaceful week. Thank you so much for being here with me again. Wherever you are listening to this, please remember to check in with yourself, listen to your body, listen to what you need, whether that's food, water, some fresh air, prioritize those needs. So today we're going to talk about hyper-independence, it being a trauma response, and how we can move away from it. Also, how we can support a loved one who may be hyper-independent. This episode was inspired by myself because I had a very difficult week this week, emotionally and mentally. Full transparency, instead of utilizing my community support, I reverted to what I have been working on and still am working on, and that is being in survival mode and only feeling like I can depend on myself. Now, obviously, that's not the case at all. I have an amazing support system, but we know how trauma works and we know how our trauma likes to tell us lies. And this week, my trauma was like, yeah, don't burden anyone with your heaviness. Just figure it out yourself. So naturally, as an aspiring clinical psychologist who loves to psychoanalyze herself, I started thinking about where that came from and why that was so easy for me to revert to. And I want to unpack that together for anyone else who may be hyper independent. So let's get right into it, and I'm sorry in advance if my voice sounds crazy today. I woke up with a cough, and I'm not feeling too great, so I will be prioritizing my needs like I always preach by making some tea with honey and lemon after this episode. So what is hyper-independence? Hyper-independence is an individual's attempt to be fully independent in all things, even if it's not helpful, and even when they need help or support. It is an act of not allowing yourself to receive help or care from others. And I say the word act intentionally. We are not hyper-independent because we want to be. We are hyper-independent because life has taught us that we need to be in order to survive. I'm here to tell you that we no longer need to survive and we no longer need to be in isolation either. A lot of people who are hyper-independent appear to be very strong, highly capable individuals because that's how we present ourselves. It's a defense mechanism. If you navigate the world as a strong person, people tend not to worry about you too much and therefore won't readily offer help or support, which is what we want because we don't want to have to be vulnerable. We don't want to have to open up. We don't want to have to depend on anyone. And when these people don't offer support, it then reinforces the belief that we already had that you can't depend on anyone and it becomes this vicious cycle. So if you are listening to this and wondering, hmm, am I hyper independent? Some signs that you are can be that you do everything by yourself. And this includes things you may not want to do by yourself or things that you actually do need support for. You have a very difficult time asking for help. You even avoid asking for help. You have a very difficult time receiving help when it is offered. You don't trust that people can help or support you. You have the belief that you cannot depend on anyone except yourself. You have an inability to open up to people. You go out of your way to prove to yourself and to others that you are self-sufficient and you don't need anyone. You might overburden yourself with commitments that you can't always handle. You bottle up your emotions. You're unable to delegate tasks. You're guarded. You may struggle to let your walls down and let people in. 
This is a trauma response because hyperindependence can be a result from past neglect, emotional damage, abandonment in childhood, broken trust, betrayal. Maybe your needs weren't met by the trusted adults in your life, so you learned, hey, I cannot trust people. When you're constantly let down by people who you expect to support you, you learn to stop expecting support. And we cope by learning how to do everything on our own. When you experience trauma, your brain enters survival mode and you choose certain behaviors that will keep you safe. So if your trauma is involved with someone hurting you, violating you, abandoning you, your safe behavior is going to be isolating yourself and not letting anyone get close to you so you don't have to depend on anyone. And as a result, hyper-independence is developed. And this is a way to ensure that you're not hurt again. This protects you from being harmed. It's a response to your trauma. You don't give yourself a chance to need or depend on anyone. And you feel like everything is fine, but it's a coping mechanism. A lot of people who have experienced trauma struggle with uncertainty and loss of control. So being hyper-independent gives us that sense of control over our own environment. The problem with this is that we were not made to be in isolation. We were made to be in community and connection. And I want all of you listening to really sit and think about where this came from. Where does this hyper-independence come from for you and why? For myself, I believe my hyper-independence came from different sources. So first, being raised by a single mother who was hyper-independent herself because she had to raise her child. Seeing that struggle and internalizing that as the norm, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take care of yourself alone. I thought hyper-independence was completely normal. I remember being a teenager and talking about one day being a mother, like with friends. And in my narrative, I was always a single mom doing everything by myself because that hyper-independence was the norm. And shout out to the single moms. Y'all are amazing and I can only imagine how difficult it is sometimes. If you grow up seeing hyper-independence in the adults around you, you think that that's how you are supposed to be when you are an adult. And I don't know how many of you can relate to this, but a lot of us grew up seeing our family members really take care of everything on their own. And that behavior really does imprint on your brains. Like in my experience, talking to a lot of hyper-independent people, and even for myself, the narrative is, well, this is how I was raised. This is what I know. And that's exactly part of the reason why we need to break the cycle of hyper-independence because you really do thrive in community. Go listen to Community Healing if you haven't already. And actually, I need to go re-listen to Community Healing because I literally did the opposite of what I preach And I hope that y'all take that and extend yourself some grace because that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm extending myself some grace. As a person who is actively working on herself, I slipped up and I'm going to continue slipping up and so are you. That's part of the healing journey. It's not linear at all. So extend the grace and I'm going to also extend myself some grace for not utilizing what I have preached before and you're never alone. So In addition to witnessing the adults in my life living hyper-independently, the abandonment that I felt from my father and the abuse I endured taught me at a very young age that you cannot depend on anyone and that you cannot trust anyone. And I do remember receiving messages like that from the women in my family, especially like you have to be tough. You want something done, you do it yourself. And I'm not going to say that that line of thinking is totally incorrect because it's not, in my opinion, 
it's true. You can't always trust people and you can't always depend on people. But your village, the people that you have vetted to be in your life are not a part of the people you can't trust and can't depend on. And what our trauma does is group everyone, doesn't matter who you are, into that group of people who can't be trusted or can't be depended on. And that's where it's problematic. So how do we overcome this trauma response? We have to work through those issues. We have to work through those trust issues, especially trust with yourself. In my experience, a lot of people who don't trust others also have a hard time trusting themselves. And I am 100% including myself in this group. Something that I mentioned in the previous episode that I'm working on and that I'm actually having a hard time with is rebuilding trust within myself. I shared with you all in, I think it was a year of new beginnings, that I was in an abusive situation. And although I knew that I was not in a good situation, I did not listen to myself. And as a result, I completely broke trust with myself. And I will be honest, I am not in a space where I trust myself completely. I really don't. And that is scary because if you can't trust yourself, who can you trust? And I know I have people in my life that I can trust, but that's how trauma works, right? It gets into our heads. My line of thinking is if I can trust myself and the decisions that I make, I can trust the people around me. And if we put that trust in ourselves, maybe we can also trust that the people around us and the people that we've chosen to be around are trustworthy. And that's not to say that I don't trust the people in my life because I absolutely do. But I do also think it's easier to trust other people when you also have that trust for yourself. And for me this week, it was just like, let me just isolate and figure this out myself, which is exactly the opposite of what I should have done. But it's okay. We don't should ourselves over here. Um, but that that was my reality this week was like, mm, I'm just going to handle this pain and this heaviness and everything by myself. And did that feel good? No. Does it feel good? No. So you really have to work through those trust issues and ask yourself straight up, do I trust myself? It wasn't until I started processing the events of the last year that I said, oh, I actually don't trust myself. So figure that out and work through that. We also have to work through those abandonment issues. We have to work through the trauma And you don't do this alone. Do it with a therapist. If you are aware and you're like, hmm, this may be an issue, let's find some resources. Let's get in therapy. Let's figure it out. Also, and I say this, and I mean this with love, and I'm also telling myself this. When you start getting these thoughts like, oh, I don't want to be a burden. People have their own things going on. You have to tell your mind to shut the hell up. Now, yes, it's true. People do have their own things going on, but let them tell you that they don't have the capacity to support you. Don't just assume that. Most people are working on their boundaries. They will let you know if they don't have the capacity to support you. Don't make assumptions and then make decisions based off of the assumptions that you've made. You literally have to challenge the negative thoughts in your head as they come. And I know it's easier said than done. I literally did that this week. I made an assumption that the people in my life don't have the capacity to support me. Did I ask them that? No. Did they tell me that? No. I just made that assumption and I rolled with it. 
and I did not talk to anybody about what I was experiencing or what I am experiencing, don't be like me. Y'all know I'm always going to be transparent when I'm struggling with something or when I'm doing something myself or when I'm learning something or growing through something, I'll say. Don't do that. And I'm going to make the conscious effort to also not do that again. And you do the same. So also build meaningful and intentional relationships. Force yourself to lean into community. Force yourself. This is not always the easiest thing. And like I said, like I've mentioned so many times already, this is what I should have done myself this week, but I didn't want to. I did not want to. And I spent the week feeling like, uh, I can handle how I'm feeling by myself. And I did, but did I really? No. And that is 100% on me. So all that to say, allow people to show up for you. Practice asking for help. If you have to write a script verbatim, do it. Hey, insert friend's name. I've been struggling with, insert the struggle. I need a friend and I need some support. Do you have the capacity to insert what you need from them? So let me give you an example with my own stuff this week. Hey, sis, I've been struggling with managing my pain and the heaviness that I'm feeling. I need a friend and I need some support. Do you have the capacity to listen to me vent? If you don't, I understand. And I know that it can be discouraging to reach out to people if maybe they haven't had the capacity for you before. I get that. That's where we extend grace because people are going through their own struggles. And that doesn't mean that you're a burden and that doesn't mean that you can't ever reach out to anyone ever. It just means that sometimes people are not going to have the capacity for you. But that doesn't mean you stop trying and that doesn't mean that you just don't ever seek support from people. That's not what that means. And this episode is for me just as much as it's for you. I know it's hard, but we have to do it because we don't need to be hyper independent and not depend on anyone and not reach out for support. We don't deserve that. And for those of you who like affirmations, it might be helpful to affirm, I am worthy of being loved and supported. I deserve support and love. I am safe. It's safe for me to depend on my loved ones. I don't need to earn support. I deserve it for just being. Affirm those. Get that ingrained into your brain, into your subconscious, because it's the truth. You really do deserve love and support. And lastly, acknowledge the facts. Yes, some people will let you down. Yes, that sucks. Doesn't feel good. Yes, there are people you can't depend on ever. But guess what? You don't have to have those people in your life. Surround yourself with people who are reliable and let them in. Let's actually try something for my hyper-independent people. Let's, the task for this upcoming week is to reach out to support. Just one person, doesn't matter who. Could be a friend, could be a family member, could be a colleague you trust, somebody you trust. Reach out to them for support when you need it. That is the task of the week. And report back on Instagram and let me know how it turned out for you. Because it's going to work well. It's going to be fine. 
You're going to be fine. Accept the support. Let people in. Now to wrap up, how can you support a loved one who is hyper independent? So if you yourself are not hyper independent, but you're listening to this and realize someone you love is, you can still support them. Check in with them. I said in the beginning of the episode, I had a very hard week. And what I did was just stop texting everyone and I isolated. And one of my best friends was like, yeah, I'm going to text you every day to check in and sorry in advance because I'm going to do it anyway, even if you don't want me to. And in my head, I was like, oh, please don't. But sometimes us hyper independent people need that. We need to be strong arms. So yes, give them their space when they need their space. But also don't be afraid to be like that annoying friend. Also reassure them, let them know, hey, you're not a burden. Because nine times out of 10, they may feel like they are. Let them know you got them. Let them know you're always here to listen, to support in whatever way they may need. Just show up for them. Just show up for them. It really means a lot. And for my hyper-independent people, we are not in survival mode anymore. We can let people in. We can let people help us. We can let people support us. We don't have to carry the world on our shoulders. And we're going to be okay. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in with me. I'm sending you love and light on your journeys. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few seconds to leave me a rate and written review. I'd really appreciate it. Also, share this episode and this podcast with anyone you think would enjoy it. Follow Growing Gardenias on all platforms to keep up with the latest content. I love you all and I'll talk to you next week.